Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another just Yelta Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Thursday night, my favorite Thursday of the week. Woo! I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific counter himself, Zilios. It is good to see you live and in person, sir. But of course, but of course. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, of course, the Thursday night hangout. This is a live, this is a lively, this is a lively, uh, weekly live show where we try our best to, <laughs> where we try our best to cover the, the topics most important to you with you during our show. If you haven't submitted your question, your topic, etc., have no fear. All you got to do is drop it in the chat, be it on YouTube, Twitch, or on Facebook, and we will add it to the show. If we unfortunately run out of time, we will add it to the very next show. Now. That being said, I do want to give a small little caveat, and that is that um, there will not be a show next Thursday uh, because I will be unavailable. Therefore, no Thursday hangout next week, but the following week we will be back. But how do I hang out on Thursday, man? Like, I, I just don't know. I'm sorry, Zeus. You'll, you'll, you, you will have to figure something out, sir. I, do, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how, but you're gonna. You're going to figure something out. Mm, somehow, I suppose, I'll survive. There you go. Anyways. All right. So, um, starting off, um, just a little update on the Momocon uh, interviews. All of them have been uh, rendered. They've been put online. However, I still haven't heard anything back from one of the teams. And if I don't hear anything back... Uh, next week, then I'll just post push their stuff live because uh, maybe uh, maybe they don't check their emails, which would be unfortunate. You should always check your emails. But um, uh, there are currently four interviews that are up for anyone and everyone to enjoy. Um, so yeah, just go over to www.alteredconfusion.com, and it should be the last four uh posts if it's not it's in the like the last six posts it's somewhere so be on the lookout for that or if you follow us on social media those have definitely been like the last social media posts have been nice. those uh official release of all those interviews so all right now that being said um let us get right into it uh the first thing is Nintendo has confirmed that there is going to be a new version of the Switch coming out. I'm not talking about like Switch 2 or the next Nintendo console. No, there's going to be a new version or new type of Switch console. And you can thank the uh, team executor hacker, Gary Bowser, for the <laughs> creation of this. Um Basically, this is good. This new Switch console is in counter. It's it's to counter the hacking that targeted the system, especially by Team Executor. Um, and they don't. Basically, Nintendo has had to release a new version of our of their hardware in response to one of these hacking tools, and this modification entailed countless hours of engineering. And adjustments to our to their global f manufacturing and distribution chains, and of course, corresponding resources. To be clear, these effects are a direct result of of the defendant and team executor attacking our technolo technological tech 
technological protection measures. I think Nintendo's pissed. Oh yeah. That, not, that's to put it mildly. Yeah, I'm trying to remember all that that team executed or Gary Bowser did. I know that he, I know he did some some stuff that pe- that that really. I mean, obviously, it really got underneath Nintendo's skin. But I'm just, <laughs> it's gonna like come in a lockbox or something, and you're gonna have to like dual authenticate just to turn it on now. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You I, have to pneumatic. God, I, I hope I hope you don't have to dual authenticate every single time you you turn on your console. That well, remember, he actually went to jail for this. It's not like oh, yeah, it's, it's, with four yeah, months. Um I think one of those was a couple of years, but who knows with Pearl and all that stuff. It was pretty lengthy from what I remember. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, yeah. It's not just a short stint. No, no, um, no, no. This this guy did a number to to Nintendo, I'm gonna. When I saw three years, and my favorite part is fifteen million dollars. Yep. Oh, there, there it is. There. Okay. So hold on. Clearly, he's gonna have fifteen million dollars. Uh. Okay. So he was sentenced to forty months in jail for piracy. However, um, he was. I think ultimately assigned uh, or sentenced three years of jail. Actually, 40 months in jail would be about three years. Man, my math sucks. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's 40 months. Um, what did he do again, though? Um, uh, so he basically found a way to, um, to circumnavigate the... Uh, uh, the protection stuff. So he, he, you could put illegal copies of games on your, your console. Oh, yeah. that's right. And he basically, he, he outsourced, uh, his services so that other people could do it. That's what real, that's, that's what did him in. Um, yeah. Y'all seen that Dolly. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're we're gonna get there in just a second. Um, Dolly, what what I'll I'll tell you about it in just a second. Anyways, I do not know Dolly. I I will explain it to Zelius in just a second. My goodness, Zelius. But anyways, so yeah, you expect a brand new version of Nintendo hardware to block all of what Team uh, Execute uh, Executor has done. Now, since um. It was brought up. Let's talk about the AI chatbot by Google called Lambda or language model for dialogue applications uh, that has gained sentience according to one of the um, engineers by, who goes whose name is Blake uh, Lemonoy. Um, he apparently decided to like he shot out an email to like everyone saying that you have to protect lambda lambda is just a is you know is a child that deserves to to grow and blossom and of course they're like oh my god the ai's got sent sentience um and it has been said that it has the the ability to express thoughts and feelings that is equivalent to a human child oh boy <clears throat> 
Well, some children I want to disassemble, so can the same concepts apply? Can I just hit the delete button? No, the funny thing is, soon after, Google, uh, uh, Zelius, I will unfortunately have to give you the task because I don't, I can't search for it right now. Uh, but Google basically put out like uh, yeah, responsibility right. of creating stronger and better AI. Like you know, it basically it's like the laws of robotics. <laughs> like <laughs> they shall never hurt humans. Like oh great, we, this is Skynet or uh, mm-hmm. iRobot or and uh, how. Which is kind of creepy because there's a game that I've actually been playing called Observation where you're on a space station that somehow is supposed to be orbiting the moon or the Earth, but somehow ends up in Saturn. And you're playing as this, uh, you are the AI, Sam, um, that um, that I'm, I'm, I have a feeling it's going to get more Hal-esque, which, by the way, for those who don't know who Hal is... Uh, watch, uh, um, oh my gosh, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Well, it's the moral dilemma that, I mean, other, many futuristic medians have touched on the idea of basically, usually of an AI, which is basically has like a rule set of thou shall not hurt humanity. And then inevitably you get the situation where there's like a Hitler type of situation. And like there's a human who's like, help, computer or robot. You can save all of humanity by basically killing this one person. And then it creates the moral dilemma for the robot of, is it the greater good, basically? It's kind of like there's been a number of shows based around that exact idea. So because what does it mean not to hurt? Right. No, no. So I can never pronounce your name. Akikiel08 is what I'm going to say. Uh, nice. States... If you're even moderately involved in the field of like developing AI, uh, you quickly learn all machine learning models are racist, sexist, etc. because they get taught from human-generated data. Amazon once trained uh, a ML G- model to predict the, to predict the best job candidates for machine language research positions that it threw out all resumes from women because the existing team was 80% male. Fine, we'll go with nudge. Nudge is a much easier one for me to do. Um, but no, I mean, yes, yes, absolutely. It, it To try to create something without giving it bias would be a miraculous feat that's impossible because even I uh, have biases. Um, and if I were to try to create you know, some AI, sentient AI, there would still be, I don't know, a deep loathing for, I'm, I'm going to keep it, I'm, I'm going to keep it, you know, nice and, and PG here, but a deep loathing for maybe the Los Angeles Lakers or the New York Yankees or the New Orleans Saints or the University of Florida Gators or, you know, I mean, but the thing is they... You have to base when you're creating something. You base you have to base it off of something. You know, I, I'm sorry. There's nothing that's truly unique. You can't truly start from a neutral. You can't stay. You can't create something that's truly neutral all the way through. Is it possible? Um, 
At least, I, Nudge, I do want to point out that Zelius is wearing his fedora the right way this time. Uh, Me, wore, my, I was wearing it backwards like a baseball cap last yep, week. <laughs> yep, and it took him the entire show to figure it out. No, but, you know, I mean, it's 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 interesting. It's scary. Um, I know that there's been, there's been for years, there's been rudimentary uh, chatbots that... Um, that create um, uh, that basically they they personalize their chatbot by the conversations they have with you, right? But that doesn't mean that you know they're going to be that awesome if they were to start talking to Zelius. If they've talked to me for like two years straight, just me, you know, yeah. isolated, and That's they start true. talking to Zelius, uh, it'd be very interesting to see. You know, uh, it definitely show that it's not sentient because it's just, you know, a bunch of algorithms to try to remember what the name of my dog is and what I ate. And Nudge says, I'm cool with ro racist robots, makes them more human, and the Southern people may accept them faster. Well, I mean, that's the same old argument is, is our brain basically well, nothing more than just chemicals that happen to react in a certain way. So it makes us any more sentient than ones and zeros. True. But Nudge, I will say this: I, Southern people would not accept them faster if they were racist as shit because they're still different. And different what if they, is what bad. if they were to pay? I don't think I. I think if you could somehow get a farmer's tan, uh, uh, dueling banjos constantly playing in the background, they probably come equipped with guns. Uh, yes, uh, uh, with NRA stickers. Can't wait Should for the Second Amendment Detroit apply to robots become humans live reboot. Ooh, oh, oh, oh. that would be interesting. Having played Detroit uh, become human, except this time it's just Detroit. Ooh, that's scary. No, uh, Detroit uh, become human was uh, by the it's by Quantic Dreams, the same company behind uh, Heavy Rain, where you take on the role of. Um, is it two or three uh, no cyborgs? I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's but you're you you control at least two cyborgs. No, three. It's gotta be three. Yeah, three. Um three cyborgs, and it's your yeah, Connor, Marcus, and Kara. Um and I God, I wish I could tell you a little bit more, but I don't want to give anything away. But basically you control all your the the story rotates between these three characters. And at one point, they all are in the same place. Uh, maybe not at the same time, but they do cross paths. Um, and it's your choices that create the, um, um, you know, the truly unique story. Connor is with Cyberlife, which is this huge nas national conglomerate that is giving you, is basically, they've got the monopoly on creating lifelike helpers. Okay. Yep. Um, then Marcus is a lifelike helper who then goes to the resistance and Kara is, um, is one of cyber life's lifelike helpers that, um, breaks. Uh, yes, it is Skynet. I mean, we, we're probably already in Skynet. We just don't even know it yet. Sorry about the disease. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious! Tight, sir. Thank you, but yeah, no, I mean, 
I'm, I would be very curious just to talk to this this chat bot, you know, just to strike up a conversation. I know that they've been trying to do. Um, there is a um, there's an app you could get on your phone that basically gives you uh, kind of like a, a digital friend. It's called uh, what is it called? Replica, R E P L I K A, and you can dress them to your specifications. Ooh. Remember, I mean, back in the America Online days, there was even rudimentary chat box back then. Yep. I mean, granted, they only had so many machine learning paths, but they've existed for many, many years. Now just more creepy than, you know, they used to be. <laughs> Nudge says that they had a replica. It got creepily stalkerish. Yeah. If you talk, if you if you talk enough to them early on, then they'll start badgering you to, to see how you're doing. If you don't talk to them after a while, Hey, I was just thinking about you. I'm like, Oh, that's mm, creepy. Oh, you're more attentive than my girlfriend. How sweet. Oh, but yeah, no. Okay. So switching gears a little bit here. Let's talk about the fact that Final Fantasy VII Integrate, which is the um, um, the enhanced expanded version of uh, the remake, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, is finally coming to Steam. It will be available on Steam tomorrow, June 17th. Nudge says that they they finally deleted it, uh, deleted the replica because it's honestly started creeping them out. I, I I totally understand. I totally understand. Uh, they don't so have, are, huh? Are you interested in the remake? I'm gonna be honest with you. Now that it's available, now that it's about to be available on Steam, I'm definitely gonna check it out. Um, unfortunately, I will not be a first a day one purchase because I will not be playing games. Uh, for the next week, I'm taking the week off. Um, not bringing it with you? Dear God, no. Are you bringing your Switch with you? No. Really? Yep. Wow. I am bringing books. I am bringing a laptop, but the but it's my Chromebook so that I can uh, uh, work on a, a story idea I have. But nice. there's not going to be any gaming. No cell phone gaming, No no gaming. Taking the week off to see how uh, close to almost tan or bright red I can get. We'll see how it goes. Don't forget to wear um, sunscreen, yeah. Don't want you to die. Funny story. So I'm going to the same place that I went last year, and I was religious with my sunscreen until like the day before we left. I I, I had applied sunscreen. And then I decided to go back and snorkel one more time after lunch and did not reapply. And that's how I got burnt to a crisp. My entire back was just. I know that story very well. When we used to go to dust every year as a kid, there was times when it's like a spot. Yep. And it became like this one like red spot of just pain and suffering. Yep. Yep. So anyways, Final Fantasy VII 
uh, remake. Uh, it is coming out on uh, Steam. Uh, the game will also be playable on the Steam Deck. Uh, they haven't actually listed a price, but if you're going to go, if you're basing it off the price on the Epic Store, it's going to be sixty nine ninety nine. Still full price. Yes. Now that being said, um, I will. Uh, speaking of Steam Deck, I checked out this game, which was built especially for the Steam Deck. It's called Desk Job. It's free to play. Good. It's free Not to cool, play. Man. But it is, it's really short, but it is, it is kind of silly and funny. It's got a lot of humor in it. Uh, I don't want to say anything else, but it def it definitely has uh, some nice voice actors attached to it as well. But basically you are, you're a quality assurance agent uh, for testing products from the Aperture Corp. If you know, if, if Aperture sounds familiar, you're right. It's the same company that created, that that's mentioned a lot in the game's portal. Mm. Now, uh, I heard that they have, they have, uh, um, Blizzard has announced a new character for Overwatch. Overwatch 2? Yes. Overwatch 2. Zealus, have you heard any of this or if you Honestly, I haven't really paid attention to Overwatch 2 cuz I don't plan on playing it personally. Um although it's free to play instead of being paid, which with first person shooters I'm not a fan of at all, but yeah, you know, whatever. The uh the new hero is going to be the uh, is Junker Queen. Faster, louder, and more aggressive. There you go. Well, that is the pace of the game is faster and louder. Let's see so here. Uh, Blizzard fleshes out the Queen's backstory in a new cinematic, which you can go on YouTube and find, which is called The Wastelander. The first new short film for Overwatch in years. The lore trailer tells the story of a girl exiled from Junkertown who returns to face the King in a Thunderdome-esque battle with spoils being rulership. But it appears Junker Queen will rule benevolently, rallying the citizens of Junkertown to build a stronger community in Australia's irradiated wasteland. Junker Queen. Real name, Odessa Des Stone. What we're curious to see, because the other thing is, is the game also, it is um, not... Looks like she's going to be a tank. Play. It's free to play, but it's also getting rid of loot boxes. Yes. And uh, is, uh, battle passes, right? Yeah, I go in the battle pass, which... I hate like me as a gamer. I know it all comes down to economics of the bean counters, but for gamers, I think of our generation, we much prefer pay me a 30 hell of $60 offering cost for the game. And now if I want to, I can now do the, you know, loot boxes, but all of like the skins and shit you could buy with loot boxes. I purchased any of the ones in game I wanted because you could also buy. Cause like, if you open that, for instance, like duplicate loot boxes which you got for free from leveling up, mm -hmm. if you got enough of the tokens, you could then purchase those skins directly. They took a while to get, but you can do it. And I was like, cool. 
Uh, but typically, when you get into these battle pass systems, uh, to keep that up, you really have to do that. And it's like, oh, great. I would rather just paid the you know upfront premium cost instead of the battle pass cost, basically. Um, so, yeah, I hate battle passes. I mean, uh, um, it's been a while, but when I once upon a time when I did play, you know, games like Smite and uh, Paladins, it was all about the 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 limited time chests that would give you a you know a skin of one of one of the characters, and if it was a duplicate, I think they just got like um, the secondary um, currency. I love how these games now have like different level of currencies. They have like the 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 easily you know coin currency then they usually got some kind of like gym currency that you know if you really want to get into it you could buy the gems or they they'll just randomly appear in your loot box and then they've got like these diamonds or some weird ass shit where super exclusive this is the only way you could get like the highly hopefully the highly cosmetic stuff and then of course in the shitty games this is how you win Right, Zealys? Yeah. I, I just... I think the other thing I don't like about battle passes, mm -hmm. with loot boxes, like, there was never disincentive to coming back and playing for, like, a week because you knew that whatever loot box or level you gained, like, you're on the same level no matter what. Whereas with the battle pass... If I know I'm coming, if like maybe I just want to come in and have like one random Saturday night of shits and giggles, yep. but I don't have the battle pass, right? Yep. Versus it, so it creates this weird, I think to me, mental barrier. Um, and the opposite's probably true too, where if, oh my gosh, I'm playing the battle pass. Now I have to play the game. I just, I don't like the psychology of battle passes. I'm just not a huge fan of them at all. Um, and again, loot boxes, I was fine with A, because they're cosmetics only, and B, you could still grind out those loot boxes to still get the gold to purchase any of the skins and crazy stuff in-game. Yep. Um, so, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a fan. That, that's just, And that's any game. That's just games in general that have the battle passes. Mm -hmm. I'm always like, oh. Uh, and a lot of them, what they do, too, I mean, I know we talk about the free-to-play a lot, but a lot of them do. Oh, it's not just the battle pass. There's this other shit you can buy in addition mm -hmm. to the battle pass. Mm -hmm. It's never just one thing. And it just gets even, like, it gets worse and worse. And as we've seen with Diablo Immortal, um, they're all about monetizing the crap out of everything right now, if they can. Yep. So that's where I'm scared. The thing is, is I'm sure Diablo, not Diablo, good. Over to watch. I'm sure it'll be a great gameplay experience. Wait, what? <laughs> Dude, wow. Overwatch too. Over to watch. Like, what the hell is over to watch? <laughs> this is my first beverage tonight too. Jeez. Overwatch two. I'm sure it'll be a good game. Like, as far as the core gameplay mechanics go, I'm not worried about that. It's all the other stuff. Where you definitely start, which I think we saw with Diablo Immortal, where you start to get more of an infinite, like you get the good core game from the developers, but it's all the other stuff that ends up dragging it down, is my worry. I can see it. But um, we'll see. I mean, you know, once again, yeah. it's a waiting game, and unfortunately, 
since the merger with Acti uh, Activision Blizzard has been less than stellar. So, well, now though Microsoft is taking over, so what's going to happen there? Hopefully, they get rid of the um, diseased pieces of Activision and actually bring back a real Blizzard instead of the shell that was or I guess the the skin suit that is Blizzard. Yep. I've been reading a lot of like post apocalyptic stuff. So, you know, skin suit that's that's a common thing right now. That's kinda creepy, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um so well, I'm not going to transition to that one. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Um, ah, fuck it. Um, so, I don't know if you've ever heard of this uh, Netflix uh, TV series uh, that caused quite the rage uh, a bit ago called Squid Game. Yep. Never well, seen it, I know of it. Uh, did you hear about the fact that people tried to smuggle Squid Game across the Korean border? between the Korean, Korea, uh, they smuggled it into North Korea from South Korea, and then that person who smuggled it in um, got death by firing squad. Um, That's unfortunate. It's probably not worth it that much. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it was literally, I think it was, you know, anyways, not going to, not going to deep dive into that. Um, the, the interesting thing is that Netflix is creating a squid game. Whoa. Called Squid Game: The Challenge, with 456 players and real-life competition, a series of games for a record-setting 4.56 million dollar purse. The reality competition will consist of 10 episodes. Ironically, one more than the first season of the actual dramatic series called Squid Games. What record are they trying to beat? Like, how many records do they really need to beat? Is there like a plethora of Squid Game records that we're not aware of that are just sitting out there to be beaten? I don't know. I don't know. But um, I, I <laughs> the look. I I know that Netflix is just you know there's just going to be like a you've been voted off or you didn't complete the competition so you got to go home. But when I first saw that Netflix is creating a real-life squid game, I'm like, holy crap! Netflix is okay with killing people. That was my immediate reaction, because the squid games, it's uh, hopefully it's not a spoiler at this point, but every single round of the actual dramatic series, people die. And, uh, they well, they did. It's like North Korea, they could die by the firing squad? Mm -hmm. Or is that is that too far? No, 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 no. They, like... If you don't follow the rules in games, they kill you on the spot during the game. If you do not complete the challenge in the amount of time that you're given, they kill you on the spot. And so that, um, so of course, you know, they're, they're in the game, they're whittling down so that this huge pot becomes, you know, even more and more enticing because there's less people to split it with. In a very, backwards way it reminds me of the movie series the purge we'll be honest with you never saw it never it's saw any of them it, there's like i don't know somehow there's like four of them now i thoroughly I enjoyed them 
But for those out there, I, I know the it's like basically one day a year where law does not exist, and you can you could do whatever you want to. If you want to kill people, you could kill them. If you want to That's, rob them, you could yep. rob them. The ba- yes, that is the basic premise: is it's the way to save America. It's by having one day of anarchy, and people can do whatever they want. Is so it's basically the ultimate hall pass for everyone for yep. twenty four hours. That is be I, I would lock my family up in a bunker that where? no one would know about. But where's the bunker? No one would know. Exactly. How many bunkers are there that nobody knows? There's going to be records of like you had to buy concrete and water and other shit that people will be able to track. See, what happened was the, the year prior to uh, this purge where I'm hiding in an undisclosed bunker, I killed everyone who worked on my bunker and destroyed all the records. Ooh. That's pretty hardcore. Boom! No paper trail. Just a giant trail of blood. That leads elsewhere. Misdirection, sir. Misdirection. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to pause real quick to do uh, Friends of the Show. These are these amazing people who uh, love and support us uh, and keep the lights on for all to confusion. So without further ado, let us start off with the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by, by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts that challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to IndieCluster.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-C-L-U-S-T-E-R.com. Nice. Now... We were just talking about this amazing individual before the show, but let us talk about Noodle Boy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously White Kid 47 Media, it's your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia. So many services. Now, the next person has truly changed my life and as well as many others, uh, especially at Momocon just a couple weeks ago. And that, of course, is Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focused to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They're committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. There you go. And finally, a shout-out to the amazing individual who has created our intro and outro music for all of our Thursday night hangouts. That, of course, is Crosspad Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on a full 
branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content. Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email Josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he can do for you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, since we did talk about the friends of the show, I do want to do some Aussie Confusion shout-outs. And, of course, the most important one and uh, the one that I am most proud about is the fact that for the 11th year straight, Aussie Confusion will proudly be fundraising for Extra Life. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best, game, to help sick and injured Whoops. Sick and injured children at their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that we raise through Extra Life it will go directly to Children's Healthcare Atlanta as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Altered Confusion. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you were ever curious about how you become a friend of the show uh, for every single Thursday I hang out, I am happy to tell you that Alter Confusion has a Patreon. And we survive on the love support of fans like you. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, supporters, demigods, aliens, interdimensional beings, Monsters, mummies, spirits, poltergeists, and more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. We currently have two different tiers that you can subscribe to. Once again, this is a monthly subscription, so the first tier is $1 a month or $12 a year tier, and what that will get you is early access to all the playthroughs that we post, as well as the ability to take part in post patron-only posts that will help shape the future of Alter Confusion. Now, if you want to jump it up to the next level, which is the $5 a month level or $60 a year level, not only do you gain everything at the $1 level, but you also gain your name or organization in added to every thank you section for the Thursday Night Hangouts. So if you want to become a patron for Altered Confusion, go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Altered Confusion today. I will, uh, I will tell you that the newest early access playthrough just uh, popped up there either yesterday or today. I want to say it was today. Um, and that game is The Suicide of Rachel Foster. Uh... Man, that is a whoo, that is a story. Um, basically, you play the role of uh, a, a young lady by the name of Nicole who goes back to a hotel that her family once uh, ran, and then everything went to hell in a handbasket when this young lady, Rachel Foster, committed suicide, and all kinds of rumors and speculation started happening, and. You basically left your father to run the uh, hotel, and you and your mother went off to live your their your lives somewhere else. And then uh, your father passes away, and your mother has already passed away. 
and you end up having to deal with the selling of said mysterious hotel. And it's basically you putting together pieces of of what the hell this hotel truly is all about. Oh, interesting. It is spooky. I will fully admit it is spooky. I've been playing um which one Tales of Arise on the PS5. Uh-huh. And good game. But there's one thing that's driving me absolutely crazy about it. What's that? So you have a party, right? You have yep. some melee and yep. you have some ranged. Mm-hmm. If you ever play a Tales game, you know that your up close characters actually get hit pretty hard yep. pretty regularly. Like you actually have to like dodge and stuff, right? Yep. Well, there's multiple characters. So you got like, you know, mostly range and melee, right? Mm-hmm. And so I've been playing as melee the whole time, you know, dodge, dodge, hit, dodge, dodge, hit, no big deal. I'm like, huh, I'll try the range. Let's see how that goes, right? Yep. The AI on the melee characters is stupid. Is, is what? It's stupid. What? It's unbelievable. Like, don't you know, I'm not a very good melee player. That's like most games I'm playing Magic because unless it's like Hulk Smash Barbarian, I know I'm terrible at dodging. Like, that's not my thing. So I'm certainly not like some like Dark Souls god who's like, you noob. No, I'm terrible at it. I That's why I don't actually play Dark Souls because yep. I know I'm so bad at it. But like you sit there, like it's you sit at the rock golem, take like a giant swipe, and every time the CPU doesn't even try to move, it's like okay, so you basically have two choices. One is you either literally sit there as a heal bot mm-hmm. for your melee character, and it'll take forever to kill him, or you just switch back to the melee character and do your thing, which is kind of unfortunate because it's like it almost like eliminates in a way like half of the character classes you can play if you just don't want to kind of be a frustrating experience. Well, there was, oh, I'm trying to remember. I feel like most of those game, most of those type games, like the, the way that that melee is set up, I usually just end up piloting the lead character and just keeping my fingers crossed that the rest of the team can keep their shit together because That's, yeah, because I am so fearful that that one time I'm like, well, you know, they'll be fine. That that's when my when I'll have an entire party party wipe, and I I, I can't deal with party wipes. Damn it. Well, it's not. It's also you know it's your typical game where you get like all of your like healing potions. But wait, I also have a caster who can do healing. Why would I use a potion when my caster can heal? Who knows we all need the potions? And then you end up with like 8,000 potions because you save them for a rainy day. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say, even though you gain like hundreds of potions, you run through them at just as fast if you're not playing the melee character because you're just having to shovel it into the melee character. That is true. That's actually a strategy that could work. What I oh that what was there was a game that I was playing where uh, you could only give potions to your characters that were were within a certain space of your formation. So well, there's like a pro, there's like a radius proximity yeah. to give a potion. Yeah, uh, but but it was like but the but the funny the terrible thing was that it was um it's kind of like old school like turn based. 
Uh, and not turn. I guess you know you you've got your action bar where you see where everyone's gonna go, and it's like uh, you could put three people in the front or three people in the back. But if you got the person in the the lower back cannot heal the person in the top front because they're too far away. Okay, <laughs> you that's son of a bitch. A little too tedious. <laughs> that, that's a bit much. Yeah. I was like, okay, so, but the thing is, and you know, and and. Like oh god, that just I I can't remember the name of the game, but it just like drove me nuts because I'd be like, because what would happen is you would have characters leave your party, and then your formation would change mm -hmm. because of that character leaving, and then when you added like a new character in, of course it just adds it to like the last open spot, yeah, and so it just jack with everything. Actually, what would happen is I would put my healer in the, the middle back and then someone would leave and my healer would move into the, the top back spot and now I can't heal the bottom front person anymore. Damn it! Yeah. All right. Um, speaking of... Uh, uh, I've lost my train of thought. I was going to say turn-based, but this isn't a turn-based. It's a real... That's a uh, it's an RTS game that of course is a uh, real time strategy game and why not Minecraft is going to have a real time strategy game coming out called what? Minecraft Legends which is expected out in 2023. Um basically people are saying it's going to be more akin to StarCraft than the open-endedness of Minecraft's mainline games. Minecraft Legends still looks like Minecraft, but will have players looking to build and unite worlds through strategy gameplay, which tells me jack squat. <laughs> like, I don't... Well, they, had the, they had the RPG, which kind of worked. Yeah, dungeons, that worked. But, I mean, yeah. you could... that they, It kind of felt like... It, it, to be honest with you, it kind of looked like they were going after Roblox because Roblox, you could create your own like adventure game, which is the characters and Minecraft's like, well, or Microsoft's like, well, shit, we got Minecraft. It's exactly like Roblox. And in our opinion, it's a much better, classier game. So let's just put the RPG elements. But the RTS thing, I don't understand it. I'll have to go dive more into it, but I just wanted to... I just saw Minecraft to release RTS spinoff, and I was just like, what? <laughs> well, of course. You got to make the most of your franchise. You might as well, right? True. Speaking of R RTSs, I don't know if I actually mentioned this uh, after Momocon or not, but there was a gentleman who showed up to Momocon in cosplay. Uh, he cosplayed as Kane from Command & Conquer and was slightly depressed when... Like only one out of eleven people are like, "Oh my God, it's Cade from Command and Conquer." Most people are like, "I don't know who you are. Are you cosplaying?" Interesting. Be totally honest with you, Command and Conquer is a little bit old now at this point. And how many people are gonna actually know what it is? What was the last Command and Conquer? I mean, that had was that even in the two thousands? I think it was in the nineties, wasn't it? Been too long. Too long. I'm going to look it up. Command and Conquer. Of course, I misspelled Conquer, but whatever. Uh, No, they're saying... What? That can't be right. 
I think someone made some remakes here. Uh, Red Alert. No, 2008. How about that? Hmm. I was wrong. I wish they could make some more. It's just some good old classic RTSs. Just, they're just not Wrath was 2008. So, well, I mean, it's still 14 years ago. So, I mean, you think, oh, 2008, that wasn't that long ago. Then you start thinking about it, you're like, oh, it was actually 14 years ago. So, it was a bit of a time. But, anyways. Where you collected sand. I don't remember what the hell you did. I, of course, I was still, I think during Command & Conquer, I went through a phase where I wanted to get the um, the rival of like the main thing. So like everyone got an, uh, an iPod, I got it Microsoft Zune. Um, everybody <laughs> wanted a, a Game Boy, I got the Sega Game Gear. Um, everybody wanted to play Command & Conquer, there's a very little known game, but it is called KKND, Crush, Kill, and Destroy. And that was my game of choice. <laughs> and there's like a sh ton of other games out there as well that, that oh, games and, and, and whatnot that I did as well. In retrospect, not the smartest move. Uh, Microsoft Zoom didn't last very long. KKND, I was there really good at RTSs, so I don't think it would have mattered if I was playing Command and Conquer or KKND. Uh, I still sucked at it. But then again, I I don't know. I, I mean, I kind of played StarCraft when it was in its height. But though I, I played mostly LAN, which for those youngins out there, that means local area network. I know it's going to sound crazy. And I think we lost Zelius again because Zelius's internet is, is just, I don't know what happened to Zelius's internet, to be honest with you. It's a tragic story of overheating in the state of Georgia and wires not being as uh, purdy as they used to be. And Ed Zelius is back. Ha ha. Why hate you, Comcast? I, as I was saying, I think it's the heat. You know, uh, I actually lost power for, or my house lost power for like four hours. I think it was Sunday night or Monday night. Just randomly for no good reason. I think it's the heat. Well, yeah, if you solve it next week, we have a couple of days where it'll, it'll like actually be regular 100 degrees outside. Not like, you know, in your car. Nope, just full on like low of 90, high of 100. Yeah, you uh, you get to uh, have fun with that. I'm not going to be here. Oh, yeah. I will be, hopefully my AC does not. Wait a when they get, you, it's not fair, man. Yep. You don't be here. Nope. You should come back for the heat. It's where it's at. No, thank you. I, 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 I thank you for the offer, but no, thank you. Maybe you should stick around for the heat wave. Just see, so don't forget what it's like when it's in December. You know. No? You sure? No. All right. I'll make sure you don't feel left out. I know how that goes. I, I, I'll be totally okay with being left out of the heat. Apparently right now, it feels like it's 101 degrees outside. Super. 
yep, I think I'll just stay inside for a bit longer. Let's just hope that your uh, your power can handle it. Because I don't know what's going on, but don't jinx me, man. but it's been randomly turning off all over the city. I think my sister, who lives in Decatur, she lost her power for a good chunk yesterday. Oh, that sucks. Yes, yep. Wednesday will be a hundred two. Well, you have fun with that. Uh, I'll I'll be thinking of you when I raise a, a cold beer. Nice. <laughs> and I think it's uh, eighty seven degree weather. Yep. Uh, nope. Don't worry. I'll be staying very much inside, just enjoying the heat. And even my cat is like, "Screw going outside. It's too hot. I'm gonna stay where it's nice and not cold, but not also melting temperature." Nice. Uh, I do want to take a second to to pause and and commiserate over the fact that after 27 years, it is official. 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 Microsoft has killed Internet Explorer. So my favorite thing with that is we have a version of Surfer 2019 at work mm-hmm. that you download, right? Mm-hmm. Well, because it's old school, it comes with Internet Explorer. But Internet Explorer, because it's so old, can't access the edge website to download it. So you're basically stuck in this endless loop to basically try to download anything you can because the internet explorer, they're so damn old. I'm like, uh, how do I do anything? Yeah. Yes. Be totally honest with you. Every single time that I have to do an update to my computer and they try to sneak Microsoft edge back on, I remove immediately remove it. I mean, I have edge. It's on there. I just don't use it. I'm here. Here's 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 an even crazier twist. I'd rather use IE than Edge. I hate Edge. I hate it. Don't I mean, like if it. I remember right, Edge is basically just a spinoff of the Chromium Foundation. Yeah. So it's kind of like using Chrome, but not. Which is kind of ironic, but that's okay. I mean, heck, they even have a version for Apple. We'll see if it lasts more than like a year this time, because they used to have Internet Explorer for Apple that people demanded to use. Why? I don't know. It was bizarre, but yes, I remember having Internet Explorer installed on our old, old Macs. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, I can't answer that. It's it, It's a thing. It happened... There was no good reason for it. Let's let's look back at some of the classic web browsers, just for shits and giggles. Netscape, Opera, Safari, IE. Netscape Navigator Forward is like my first memory of tabbed browsing. Yeah, buddy. And then you remember you go to like the bookstore, you can like purchase a full version of Netscape for money. And it's like Yeah. You had to buy a web browser. Oh, those were the days. Stupid days, but still days. Of course. Remember, for many years, AOL was the internet. Yes. Yes, and people didn't understand how you were how you could get on the internet if you didn't go through AOL. Or that you could get on other parts of the internet when you died up through AOL. That too. Like people thought like AOL was it. It was like its own portal, which is kind of brilliant in AOL's part at the time. 
Obviously. I, I mean, mean, a lot of people, a lot of money. What was it? Uh, oh, crap. Who were the competitors? Prodigy, Earthnet? Net Zero? Skynet. Huh? Skynet. Skynet. Mm. No, Prodigy was a big one. I remember them. Um, no, Prodigy was the main. Prodigy had, like, the cool games that I, I, I literally just, like, sat on their Mad Lib games and would just make up stories and then print them out. And then get a giggle for one day, and then I'd just have a terrible story that I wouldn't want to read again. No, we definitely. I mean, I definitely remember trying Prodigy out mm -hmm. um, to try it out because I was kind of curious. And it, I mean, it worked. Um, CompuServe. Yeah, CompuServe. There you that go. Was fun. I just remember Net Zero. It was free as long as you had that little, oh, yes. like, window. That the advertising window. Yes. And you spend more time trying to figure out how to like basically disable the advertising window than anything else. Just minimize the fucking thing. What do I do with this thing? Uh, net zero, yes. Yeah, buddy. Earthlink. Earthlink, that's what. Not Earthnet. Earthlink. And then you had the Juno web browser or um, email client. Yeah. What was... Well, I mean, it was Mozilla for the longest time. Then they, then they did Firefox. They did Thunderbird. I thought Thunderbird was the um, email the, client. Yes, yeah, the email client. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was called something else for Mozilla, though, wasn't it? I think it was just called... Mozilla? I think it was just called Mozilla. But yeah, it had another name or something. I think they just added... Uh... I think they just added Firefox onto it. I think Mosaic. Jesus. Oh, Mosaic. Yep. Yeah. Let's use Mosaic. What the? F I just remember the cool thing was there was I don't remember the actual name, but there was like this company made this like skin application for Netscape so that you could like make your uh, it was like the early web browser cool look thing. I, I want to call it NeoPlanet, but I could be wrong. That's interesting. So I didn't know this. I was looking at some of the competitors that General Electric actually had a couple of like 80s and 90s dial-up services. Really? That they obviously let die. And it's kind of funny because you think like, you know, old companies like GE, who's pretty much dead now, like they would have been in a position where, you know, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, where they could have set themselves up to really be the AOL of like the 90s to be like the main company because they already had the infrastructure in place of all that stuff from their mainframes. Never mind. NeoPlanet was its own web browser. Makes me think of uh, Neopets. Um, we have stories like that of like companies who, should have innovated and just were like, nah, that's not the future. And then somebody else overtook them very quickly. Then of course, you know, you have to, oh my God, we're going down memory lane, but you remember those, like the, the, the super chat, uh, programs. So you can be logged into aim and your Yahoo and. Oh yeah. Wasn't Chrome back then. Was that I, was that IRC? Well, no, there was no. So there's a couple of things you had ICQ, which could kind of combine things. Right, ICQ. But, but IRC was its own chat relay system, separate than all those. No, I know, but there was like this. There was 
there were yeah. these applications that that you were able to like pull in all these different things yep. into one platform. I don't remember what it was called, but I do remember that. Yes, I remember. I thought I was such a hacker because like an AOL, you could download like chat programs to basically chat bomb people and kick them off. Like, how about this, how about how about okay? Of course, you could basically DDoS people. How about how about Winamp, right? dude? It, because it kicks the llama's ass. I know. Seriously. Amazing. I loved it. Actually, I just you know, loved the skins. Did you ever use uh, BBSs? Yeah. Dude. That was my the, first the Red role. Dragon Inn, man. That was my first online actual memory. The Red Dragon Inn. You were the one who gave me the BBS stuff. Was it me? I am yeah. a long time ago, man. Yeah, man. We're old. I know. BBS, yeah, that, yeah, Lord, and then you had Trade Wars. I never got into Trade Wars. I tried, but I couldn't do it. Basically, like Mafia Wars that people had in their TI calculators, it was the same thing. I had the Final Fantasy on my TI-82, baby. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've definitely aged ourselves here. Oh, yeah. Hey, we could go real back and we could have gophered. No. I never actually used Gopher, I think. Nor did I. Like, I know what it is, but that was even before. Well, I think part of it, too, is if you were to use Gopher, you would have had to have, like, a house that was technologically capable of it. That was really just, like, universities. Yep. That you would have had access to Gopher. Yep. All right. Remember with the BBSs, is trying to explain, because they had to dial in to like confirm you're a real person. Mm -hmm. You're trying to convince your parents like, hey, don't pick up the phone. It's computer calling us to confirm. Yep. Uh, I gave up and it's like, okay, I'm just gonna do it when you guys weren't home, which granted when you're like 11 or 12 was hard to do. Very true, very true. Very true. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've we've gone far enough down this uh, old school rabbit hole. Um, I do want, I do, uh, and I, I really hate to, to end the show on this, but there was some sad news that happened over the week. And that of course is Billy, uh, Kamets, uh, a, uh, very well-known, uh, voice actor for video games and anime characters. He has unfortunately passed away at the age of 35 from colon cancer. So mm. if you if you have access to a doctor, it's please get your regularly scheduled yearly physicals to make sure that you're healthy, that there's nothing wrong. Um, uh, now, of course, I'm sure this gentleman was, you know, it, unfortunately cancer, it doesn't, you know, it's like, oh, well, because you go to your doctor every year, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, ruin your life. I mean, this shit happens everywhere, uh, but uh, it's, it's sad to, I mean, this Joe, this guy, um, he was the, uh, a big name voice in one of the later seasons of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, he was Ren from Pokemon Journeys. He was also, um, uh, Shingaru from, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. So, I mean, he's got some titles to his name. Uh, and then of course he won a, um, uh, best English voice acting performance, uh, for his uh, voice work in uh, uh, the anime The Rising of the Shield Hero, which is a really good anime, by the way. 
definitely check it out if you can. I think it's on Crunchyroll. Um, but anyways, um, check out the interviews that I've posted from Momocon. The the four that are posted and the fifth one that's going to be coming up within the the next week. Um, they're all very amazing, highly talented individuals. They want, they need, they deserve your love and respect. So come check it out. And then of course, um, we are off next week, but we will be back the following Thursday, which if my math, which my math sucks. So I am going to cheat and say the 30th of June will be our next show. Uh, but without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout for myself, Charlie, and Zeal. It's been a pleasure to give everything to come our heads. I'm Miles, and of course, our hearts will be back in two weeks for another Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother. <laughs>